Let's start the show. You already know who it is. My name is Mike Kyle, aka the Fantasy Vulture. I have over a decade worth of fantasy football experience and have continuously competed for fantasy championships over the course of the past six seasons. But enough of me, I'm here for you. On today's episode of the FV Show, we're going to be talking about navigating fantasy football through the coronavirus and this weird, twisted 2020 season. So if you're excited for that, be sure to smash that like button like an open wide receiver downfield, and also hit that subscribe button like a power running back busting through the middle. Now, without further ado, let's get into it. So we're going to just kind of run this thing down just a little bit. I have some notes here that I really want to get into, and it's really just ways to keep your league above water during this season, because this season is going to be unlike anything we've ever seen before. And actually, as I'm seeing this right now, be sure to text me this way. I'm going to get that wrong so many different times. Text me 330-302-1554 if you have any sort of fantasy fo football uh, questions, advice, whatever you need. That's going to be our discussion hub over there. So definitely be sure to hit me up at that number. But back to what I was saying, this season's going to be weird. We all fully accept that. And that kind of brings me to the first part of this, and that is understand get comfortable with the idea that this season will be different we don't know if this season's going to even finish from the start we hope it does we hope we make it to january uh, but we don't know how this whole thing is going to play out training camps are going to be different we aren't having preseason games so that actually kind of helps in a way because uh we know we, we know that we won't have those preseason injuries that we're always fearful of that said injuries could still always happen in practice but those are a little bit unlikelier um, however, on the other side of that coin, though, is in preseason, we get to get a look at guys. We look at guys who could break out, guys who maybe aren't performing as well as we expected them to. I mean, how many different seasons have we had where a guy breaks out during preseason? I think Terry McLaurin was an excellent example of that last year, where he played really well in preseason, and all of a sudden, we're all like, huh, this guy might be something in Washington, and sure enough, he was. So we kind of lose that and understanding that this is going to be weird is going to also kind of make it fun because when you get rid of this pressure of, oh my God, this season's going to suck. We don't know what's going on. You can kind of have more fun and you get to play in that system a little bit differently. And so you, you have to embrace it, right? You can't let this hinder you. At the end of the day, we are getting fantasy football and that's going to lead me right into my next point, which is keep the energy high this season is going to feel different and i've seen both ends of the spectrum as far as excitement and laziness when it comes to this all throughout this offseason i've been ready to go i've been like i want to draft now i'm ready i've been doing my research we know i know what i want to do at each pick i'm excited i'm anticipating for fantasy football on the other hand i've also seen a few league members or commissioners be like eh like this season isn't going to happen, or we don't even know uh, how this is going to look, or just because of how 2020 is gone, they're all just kind of drained and exhausted until fantasy football is not really on the forefront of their minds. And that's why you have to keep the energy high, you have to keep it elevated, because you have to find a way, right? We're getting football this year, and that is so exciting. The thing that I knew, I knew this when, when all of this coronavirus stuff started, the one thing I knew for sure was we were going to get football this season. And the reason why I knew that was because no matter how bad it got, the NFL has proved one thing to us time and time again, and that is the NFL will always find a way to fuck shit up. 
it doesn't matter what the case is, whether it's a whether it's an insufficient amount of games for a suspension, uh, whether it's handling uh, protests right or wrong, depending on how, depending on how you see that issue. Um, they always find a way to fuck shit up. And so when you, so now you're going to throw in a global pandemic into the mix of this. Oh, there's no way they were going to handle it right. We were going to get football this year regardless. There, whether the coronavirus, uh, whether it stopped and we were past this hurdle and past the, uh, past, uh, when we, and we flattened the curve by, you know, June or July, like we were originally supposed to, um, we were going to get football after that because naturally we were going to have the ability to. Or if it continued and prolonged like where we are today, we were still going to get football because the NFL always makes the wrong decision. Now, whether they were to play, that's right or wrong, and that's just kind of how you see and how you value a human life. But at the end of the day, it is their job. We got, we got our job. We're going to work. I know I still go to work. So um, we are getting football, and that should be really energizing and exciting for your league. Like, sports are back right now. Baseball, as I'm filming this, like they, they opening day or well, opening night really was yesterday, but opening day is today. The uh, the NBA bubble, they just started scrimmaging and they and they are they're uh what what are we gonna call this? Cause it's not the regular season, but it's like their final set of game, their playing pool, I guess, whatever. Um, they start their season officially in just a few days, in about six uh, five to six days or so. So sports are back, and I think what, what that's going to do, that's going to have a really good effect on fantasy football because everybody's going to be back ingrained in the sports culture at the exact same time. And so I'm, I'm just overall really excited about that because sports are a thing that everyone's been dying for. And as much as I've been saying, like, I've been fine without it, obviously I've been doing this fantasy stuff, so that makes it a little bit different to where I'm still kind of actively uh, participating. Uh, but man, I was watching one of my one of my White Sox exhibition games against the Cubs and the Brewers the other night, and I was just like, for the first time in months, I was like, man, I really miss this shit. So sports are back. We're getting football, and that alone should have your energy levels through the roof. But really, just keeping that energy that energy high and that positivity and that positivity up, just to make sure that your league is the best it can be during this hard and crazy time in 2020. Uh, the next step is the draft, and that's my third point. And my drafts, I'm 99% sure all of them are going to be a virtual draft. And honestly, that's just because, uh, you know, you have to keep your league safe uh, by hosting a virtual draft this year. We saw the NFL draft was like this. Uh, you know, obviously, the in uh, a lot of, like, award shows and ceremonies have been, have been virtual as well as some as, some, as, some as uh, other events. I think Comic-Con this year was virtual. So we understand that it won't be the same. But you have to keep your league safe because you don't want anybody around you getting sick because obviously that would fucking suck. But you have to use your resources. And that kind of brings me to the main point of hosting a virtual draft. We have the resources. We are living in a technological advanced age where we have the ability to do these, to do these things. So one thing that I'm really exploring doing is um, I want to combine Zoom and the online draft. Now you could obviously just do an online draft board and then just have people like submit their picks and just kind of keep it business as usual like you would have a normal in-person draft. However, one thing that I'm considering doing is I wanna have everybody in on a Zoom call, but we use a platform like ESPN or Yahoo, whoever you host your league, and do the draft through their online service. So you wouldn't have like a board where you manually enter it in. 
uh, but it's one of those things where they do like the work for you. So you kind of take it back a decade, uh, back to when how we all used to do fantasy drafts online. And because what I think would be would be really cool about that is as people are on the clock, you're really like you still get that uh, you still get that look into their head, what's going through their mind. Uh, you can see someone panic or tilt when when they get sniped. Uh, and then also it just kind of brings a factor into speed into this because those drafts do go a little bit quicker just because it's it's focused on uh, efficiency and really just streamlining the draft process. So, it's, you know, it's, oh, you're on the clock. I want to take Aaron Jones, click, and then next person's up. And so it's just this constant cycle makes things go a little bit smoother, but you still get that uh, camaraderie, but you still get that camaraderie, excuse me, through the Zoom call, through the Skype call, whatever platform you want to use for that. Uh, finally, not finally, I still got a few more points here. Uh, the fourth up on my list is IR spots. My leagues always have IR spots just naturally, just because injuries suck and you don't want to waste a bench spot, uh, because you have a guy injured on your bench and that's going to obviously take up a, that's going to take up a player who you could substitute and get production out of. So we've always had IR spots. My home league, we use one IR spot. My dynasty league, I think we have two or three. I forget off the top of my head. I think it's two. But this year, for coronavirus, you absolutely need IR slots. If you don't know what an IR, if you don't know what an IR slot, it stands for injured reserve. And basically, if a player is out, you can then put them into that into that uh, position, and then it opens up a roster space for you to use in the meantime while you're down a player. So it's a really great tool, especially if you are in a deeper league and you know that waiver wire is super thin, and an injury happens, you do have that ability to pick somebody up and just kind of stash them. Uh, for almost a case of emergency, break the glass kind of thing. Now, how you navigate IR spots through Corona, that's kind of up to you. In my mind right now, and I'm going to push this for every single one of my leagues, I want three to five IR slots solely for COVID cases. Because here's why. The reason for this is we don't know how long these players could be out if they catch the virus. Obviously, we've seen different timelines just from different guys. We've kind of heard some of their stories from players who've had this. For example, Zeke had it, Von Miller had it, and it sounded like their experiences were a little bit different. Zeke was kind of like, yeah, I'm good. And Von Miller was like, I felt this thing attacking me in my sleep. So there's always been a wide range of outcomes here for how this virus uh, hits you on an individual basis. So for me, this now comes down to estimated time missed. And I believe wholeheartedly, I think the, uh, the average amount of weeks missed will be three. So what happens if Saquon Barkley gets this thing and you now don't have Saquon for three weeks? Or what if, God forbid, Patrick Mahomes or some MVP caliber player, not saying that Barkley isn't, but you know what I mean, like a face of the league. If Patrick Mahomes gets Corona, Oh my God, the word the world and the NFL community might burn down, right? That is worst case scenario here. So you have to so you have to be prepared for that. So if that estimated time is three weeks, and you have one of your you know top three picks get this, oh my, like you're dead in the water. You have to be able to have a contingency strategy for this, and that's going to lead me to my next point in just a moment. But because of this estimated time, you need to be able to have substitutes for that. So I'm pushing for three to five uh, IR spots strictly for Corona for every single one of my leagues. I think it depends on league size for the amount that you use. Uh, I know I play in a 10-team league, and so we our waiver wire is still uh, pretty popping and pretty active week after week, so I'd probably push for three. 
uh, but still regardless, it's something that you have to consider uh, because the other side of this too is you have to be able to have an enjoyable fantasy season and Corona's going to try and rip that from us uh, week by week, I'm sure. But being able to make this season as normal as possible while trying to battle through a pandemic, uh, that's really the goal for the IR spots, you know, just kind of create that normal, uh, create that normalcy and that stability within the game itself. And this all brings me down to my fifth point, and that is depth over everything this year. Now, I naturally kind of, uh, I naturally depth, I naturally draft for depth, excuse me, uh, every single year, but this year more than anything, oh my god, I'm even approaching uh, this a little bit differently, and I'm adding handcuffs to the mix where I wouldn't have before. So depth this season matters more than anything else. You can't really take those late round flyers that you normally would just because of how valuable death is, death is going to be. Because again, handcuffs are more valuable this season more than anything, right? And here's the example of this, right? Dalvin Cook gets Corona. Alexander Madison, automatic RB1. So Alexander Madison, uh, uh, there was already some, some talk about Dalvin Cook potentially holding out this offseason and for training camp because he wants a new contract. So Alexander Madison already does have some value in that alone. But now you throw in the possibility of Dalvin Cook getting coronavirus and not being able to play. Once again, maybe missing three weeks, and boom, you have a you have a running back one for three weeks automatically in Alexander Madison. Ezekiel Elliott, he already had corona. Could he get it again? I don't know how that works. Some people are saying he could. Some people are saying he can't. I think it depends on the antibodies test or however that thing works. I'm not a doctor. So if Zeke gets that again, Tony Pollard again, boom, streamlines to the top of the running back ones. Uh, because that Dallas offensive line is so good and Pollard's just a really good player as well. So handcuffs matter. Handcuffs are way more valuable this year than any other season beforehand. I would never draft handcuffs. Never. Like, if there is a handcuff, I do not want them normally. This season, I'm strongly considering it. And that kind of depends on where you fall in line with that draft just because uh, so many people, or so many teams, should I say, do, do have RBBC approaches. Uh, but if you are in like, picking like that top uh, that top selection, right, uh, for running backs, unfortunately the Giants don't really have a handcuff for Barkley. It's really just Barkley and nobody else. Same thing with, with uh, Christian McCaffrey. It's CMC and nobody else. Uh, but Kamara, there's a handcuff there in Latavius Murray. Zeke, the handcuff is Tony Pollard. Dalvin Cook, the handcuff is uh, Alexander Madison. Uh, who's another one? Kenyon Drake, the handcuff is Chase Edmonds. Uh, Joe Mixon, the handcuff is Gio Bernard, and so you just kind of go down that list and you start to look at who the handcuffs are just in case shit hits the fan for your number one or number two overall selections. Uh, what else as far as depth goes? Uh, wide receiver depth, the thing I really like about wide receivers and why I'm really focusing more on running backs more than anything for this is just because the amount of wide receivers who you can uh, plug and play on a week-to-week basis are astronomical uh, whether it's matchup dependent or talent or Just oh, he's he's catching fire at the right time. So I'm not really too worried about uh, Wide receivers in that way because you can always uh, pick and play one But especially just for running backs because to me running backs are so valuable for fantasy I want to have those contingency strategies ready to go uh, just in case anything happens to my one or two uh, To my running back one or two, excuse me and one of the final points that I have is discuss season-long options with your league. 
This is something that was not originally on my list, but actually the footballers talked about this on their podcast uh, the other day. So I wanted to bring it up because I did think it was very important because I didn't consider it at all for my leagues. And now I have to bring it up now that I heard this because it makes a lot of sense, right? So what happens if this season gets cut short? What happens if we play eight weeks and all of a sudden uh, 40% of the league somehow gets corona? Now what? Uh, because that season's going to stop. There's no way they will presume. That I don't see it happening whatsoever, especially just because of the way that uh, the, because of the way that their uh, season-long schedule. There's no way to probably redo that, even though they've said that they have multiple contingencies. I don't think it's possible. Uh, so, the, so then the question becomes: All right, who wins your league? What's the draft order for next year? How do you uh, focus on keepers? Right. And this is all very much format dependent. If it's a redraft league, uh, I know for my league, we do a new draft order every single season. Uh, so, and that's not really based upon record or anything. Uh, so that doesn't really matter. But for dynasty, how do you determine the order for your dynasty draft next year? For keep uh, for keeper league, same thing. Uh, so that's something just to consider. Uh, who wins? So we wouldn't have a playoffs because the season just stops so abruptly. So would you then just focus on overall record maybe you focus more to a point scored type thing uh i don't know i don't have these answers this is something that you have to decide with your league but they are conversations that are necessary to ensure that you have an overall fun experience for fantasy football this season and my final point and i made this video for my league in april this was right after the nfl draft i think it was or it was early may i said Coronavirus, yeah, coronavirus has taken everything from us in 2020. Do not let it take away fantasy football. And obviously that's something that we can't control once again because we are playing a game based off of another game uh, and that other game has all the power over us per se. But we need, like, this is what we do, man. Fantasy football is what we fucking do. And it's the thing that we love the most or one of the things that we love the most. And I'm willing to do whatever it takes, whatever it takes, to make sure that this season happens. At least from the fantasy perspective, at least from the sense of this is going to be a fun, enjoyable experience, and that we get back to the game that we love so much. How you go about that for your leagues, I'm not entirely sure, but I do think it kind of reverts back to the first points that I said, which was first off, accept the fact that this season's going to be different. And number two, keep the energy high. Maybe this is the season where you finally start a group chat with your league. Maybe this is the season where you guys have people over on Sundays where you guys host a Zoom call and you guys watch Red Zone together. Whatever the case may be, make sure above anything else that coronavirus does not take fantasy football away from us in 2020. And that's all I got. Those are my seven points for how to navigate your fantasy football season during COVID-19. I hope this helped you. If you are a commissioner and you want to shoot the shit about different kinds of just tactics and things that you can do to implement this season during this chaos, be sure to text me 330-302-1554 and we can just kind of go back and forth and just talk, talk and hash out ideas. And also, if you are just someone playing in a league and you want to propose these to your commissioners, please do so because it will make your fantasy football experience so much more, what's the right word? So much more normal, so much more as normal as it possibly could be. 
but overall, it's going to make your fantasy football experience just so much better than what it potentially could be this season. Once again, all things to think about, and whatever you guys decide to do, I hope, above all else, I hope above all else that you win your championship this year, because that's what we're doing here, right? Alright, that's all I got. Thank you so much for watching. If you enjoyed this video, be sure to leave a like and subscribe down below. We tried to do this thing two days a two days a well wait what we tried to do this thing two times a day monday through friday that's what i meant to say there we go uh yeah, that's it follow me on twitter at ffvulture on all social media at ffvulture and then the website is ffvulture.com i try to update that thing every single day a lot of cool stuff happening there i love the layout of the site and it looks super fucking dope all right i'm gonna go record the cleveland browns preview because that's going to be up later this evening and i'll catch you guys uh, whenever that drops so like, you know, a few hours. All right, later. Bye.